Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. This is the end of the first month of the college football season. It's a time to reflect. Some people wait till the end of the season to do that. But you know what? Some people are slow. We run the hurry up here because we play football and talk about it in the 21st century. Ain't that right, y'all? Wait, we play football? We That's hurry? Right. All of us. We don't. Speaking, I don't. I don't play football. Which of the, us hurries? Ryan hurries. I am constantly behind and therefore hurrying, but that's different. I think Ryan hurries to and fro the office on public transit, at le- or at least previously did. Now I assume it's more leisurely. Depending on when you're listening to this, yeah. I think that Jason probably runs a you. you you're the triple option here. Right? You're just going to crank down the field no matter what. Yeah, even if we're down by 48, I'm still just going to run run my system, run my scheme. Yeah. And I am the University of Chicago's football program. Just, you know, canceled until recently. <laughs> but we we are going to review the first month of the season because I think for a number of reasons we need to look and say nobody will remember this. Right. Like nobody there's there's so many things that happen in September that people go, oh, man, that's so important. And by the time November rolls around, nobody remembers any of it. what will what will we remember at this juncture? Is there I, anything that you're confident like, yeah, this time in May, we will remember this thing that happened. I will remember Hugh Freeze's many uh, yep. bouts of lumbago. Yep. Yep. And his and his ever upgrading furniture accessory, like a video game character, just saving more simoleons. I will remember Hugh Freeze eventually becoming a mech warrior. Mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze, giant walking tank. That's it. That's yeah. That that really is about it. I think I might remember. Uh, I know that one thing I will remember, and we can get into this in greater detail. I will remember LSU getting out of the gate like they have never gotten out of the gate before. And our, I, I like to think of him as my stepson because he's Jason's son, right? Whoa. Wait, that's the wrong relation. Yeah, Godson. Yeah. Godson. He's my that, godson. So that would mean... Yeah. Means Thinking, y'all, are, y'all are married. Yeah, Yeah. that's sure. That's Caleb. Yep. That's yep. sure. <laughs> Honey, we're proud of our boys, what I'm trying to say. I would like to yeah. believe that we're going to remember the Colorado Hail Mary from like their home too, but I don't think that's true. No, no. I'm going to say the answer is no because it was not a Hail Mary. Will we? Re- okay, will we? Uh, sorry, the flea flicker. Apologies. See? Yep. You're already, <laughs> already, right. for- already forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> will we remember the pit special? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. As we will re- remember UCLA Wazoo. Yeah. Um, we won't remember Michigan, Wisconsin. Like, oh, but we will. <laughs> I don't think. No, I honestly don't think we will. I think either by the end of the year, Michigan will have had other things that went poorly, where we say like Jesus, it all sort of blends together, or Michigan will have turned it around and we'll just sort of be like, ah, eh, whatever, you know. I just I don't that know. One stands I, I, out. That one I stands out. Maybe it will. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't. I don't. I'm not convinced that that will hold in memory. Maybe that's the like cusp. Okay, sure. Is is it more or less memorable than Michigan, uh, playing against Super Michigan? Yeah. But first. We have some very brief podcast business. Speaking of hurrying, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, we have podcast business. We have a live show with tickets available, at least as of now. we They've started moving pretty quickly. Uh, happening Friday, October 4th in Charlotte, North Carolina at, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher the name, but I'm going to try it, Old Mecklenburg Brewery. Did I do it right? Like Carl Mecklenburg. I I don't know who that is. Uh Denver Bronco, NFL Crunch Course legend. Okay. Um Old Mecklenburg Brewery. Tickets are $35. With that, you get some nice snacks. We're getting some food set up for y'all. 
Uh, or you can bump it up an extra $20 and you will get a home field shirt out of the deal that is $5 off what we normally charge for those shirts. There was some confusion about this. No, we are not charging you $20 for a $5 coupon. Although if we thought of that and we thought we could get away with it, we would have. Do crimes. Do crimes. Oh, we got it. Somebody did suggest that um, McGruff's Oklahoma um, brother crime dog. The do crimes, crimes dog? That should, should, should be called McGrift. So. I like that very much. <laughs> McGriff the do crimes dog. <laughs> Steal things. Go go sooners. Boomer. I mean land thieves. Yep. So that's that's podcast business. We'll keep it short. We also have a Jacksonville show happening on no- Friday, November first. Tickets for that are not on sale as of the time we are recording this, but by the time it comes out, they might be. Who knows? Um, I will say that tickets are going weirdly quick for Charlotte, so get on that if you yep. want to join us. This and surprises if, and, us. <laughs> and if and if you would like either of these events to be your rehearsal dinner for a wedding, because some people suggested that's why they wouldn't be able to come, you you can turn our live show into your rehearsal dinner. That's fine. You just have to, you know, oh pay, shit, yeah, pay for the tickets. I'll do a speech. That's <laughs> yeah. I won't. No, you don't want that. Not one bit. Now I will dance. You gave the, the best speech at my wedding because it was short. Yes, it's very short. I will do this. I will dance. I will get people out on the dance floor or drive them off, but nothing in between. It will be one or the other. Okay. So that's podcast business. Yep. Goodbye. Spencer, Spencer will be your minister at your wedding. Is what we've learned. Uh, has anyone else here conducted a wedding? Because I have. Yes. Wait, have you really? Yeah. Who's? We have uh, dueling ministers. Yeah. I I forgot to, we did not um, do a, a proper rehearsal because the bride and groom were sort of like, ah, eh, we don't need to, whatever. So I did not, um, in my notes, I did not tell the congregation to sit down. So they stood throughout the duration of the ceremony. Hell yes. However, because we had not rehearsed it, we did not realize that we only had 11 minutes of material. So it wasn't that bad. That sounds like a great wedding. Yeah, it went fine. Remember, all anyone wants out of a wedding is cake and alcohol. Speeches, they're extra. Cake is pretty overrated, I gotta tell you. They don't want Hard that much. agree. Yeah. I, having, having just made a birthday cake for my daughter, cake sucks, man. Cake sucks. Fuck I cake. had a terrific wedding cake. Sorry about y'all. Yeah, cake, cake is... is tra- all cake is trash. Yeah, it's cake not is specific. A... It's not specific to wedding also, cake. Also, or... ho- Holly... Dear cake- me. Cake is not the thing that stands out from your from your uh, <laughs> wedding. It's dinosaurs and you had a grits bar, right? Uh, we had a we had a grits bar, but I was actually laughing because I was thinking about um, Spencer's wife breaking a full martini glass with her bare oh, hand yeah. against the chest of an extremely belligerently drunk friend. Yeah, uh, of mine. <laughs> I, I was just talking about the food and beverage, but yeah, that also happened anyway. That's definitely my standout. Yeah, yeah. Cake sucks though. No, it's good. Sorry. Yeah. Cake can good. go to hell. Cake, good sir. Good sir. sir. How dare you say that to Red Velvet? Oh Christ, Red Velvet! I love Red Velvet. Okay, cake. now you're on an island. <laughs> I'm always look, Jason. They're already color. turning on each other. It's just, yeah, we're all going to eat each other on Cake Island because we're full of cake and Made therefore a cake. delicious. Red velvet is just regular cake that is red. Don't yep. fall for No, it. you it don't. Is. You got to be able to listen. It's food coloring. Either the elected can taste the red or you can't, but Ugh. the red is the flavor that makes and it then, so good. And then, like, the next day you think you have poop cancer. Man, I <laughs> fell for this shit when I was a kid drinking Kool-Aid and quarter water. Come on now. I've learned by now. Oh. It doesn't make it taste different. Oh, are you, are you the guy who points out that there's people inside the Mickey suit at Disney? Uh-huh. Go with no, the magic. No, he's, he's full of cake, too, because he sucks. Oh. <laughs> he's full of cake. It's just, you just tear off the head, and he's like, oh, God, there's cake are in here. Are we able to enjoy the magic now? What a conundrum. Are we, are we agitating against ruining things for people now? What a conundrum for a child that if they ripped off Mickey's head and there was delicious cake inside. Free cake. <laughs> Free cake, be, but you gotta kill the thing you love. I it mean, I like, think once his head is off, the it the child brain is just cake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably where you. It would be a shame great. to let it go to okay, waste. Okay, well, let's we've we've got four here. Let's take we we've got two boys, two girls. Let's take a parental poll. How would your individual children react 
to seeing a Mickey head removed and just a void of cake inside. Ryan, start with you because yours is the most recent cake consumer. She would just talk too much about, like, my child is just chatty as shit. So she'd just find every stranger and say, hey, come look over here. There's cake. All right, Jason. Are we talking, like, costumed person at Disney? Yeah. Yeah. That person's head falls off? And, and it's, it's cake. And, and it's all cake. It's all cake all the way down. Yeah, I think she's crossed the age at which uh, the brain would immediately swing to, look, cake. She would remember the, the uh, origin of the cake. And I don't think she would eat it. So she would be horrified that what had seemed like a corporeal person was now cake. Yes. Okay. I have one child who would ask for permission to eat the cake head. <laughs> and I have one child. And one who would not. I have one who would be the thing that pulled the head off. <laughs> right? The one who said, when I ask, I'll say, hey, why did you do that? He goes, because I thought there might be cake inside. And I was right. I am the mouse slayer, father. Hail me, mouse slayer. <laughs> I wanted it, and I made it happen. Power is what you can take, father. <laughs> That's not far off, man. man. This, this child the other day said this, the following line. In this story that I wrote, I use a hammer. And a hammer is something I use to fight crime in the 1990s. <laughs> Sure. Spot sure. the lie. Sure. Uh, yeah. My my daughter on her third birthday said, pancakes are my life. <laughs> I, again, where is the lie? I don't, yeah. Anyway, children are very different, I think is what we've learned. We have some awards to hand out. I know Ryan in, in particular <laughs> has. But no list. cake. No cake. Hell yeah. Whose side are you on? Because I keep the cake. Oh. <sighs> I'm turning this boycott my way. See, right? this is a win-win. Win-win. Spencer's doing, a fucking cake kingpin controlling the flow right. of cake. See, I'm doing the I'm doing the bootleggers thing where you're on one side of the state line. You're a loose you go, cannon hall. There'll be no drinking here in Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> We're clean. And meanwhile, Spencer, I'm just running booze into town, right? The goddamn price gouging cake baron. Actual cake boss. Me, cake right? boss. Oh, my God. <laughs> Actual cake boss running in them Valdosta red velvets. You know, I'm running in some of them Savannah buttercreams. Yeah. He burned down the hand pie factory. Yeah, He's that's right. brutal. And you know what? Because that was a competitor. And I'm sorry if I'm trying to keep the good people of Alachua County underweight and happy. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, what are we giving out now? The assies. Oh, the assies. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of named for El Asico, even though that's a game that might be done now. <laughs> Speaking of things I will remember. Man. The possible end of El Asico after we've just gotten the brand moving. Why are we laughing? Oh, it's terrible. But okay. we're Yeah, no, it's not good, but like, okay. damn. Just checking. Yeah. At least it went out on middle. It's this whole thing has gotten very strange, right? Because here are the things that have happened associated with this game. Um, the Iowa band, I believe, said that they had been verbally, sexually, and physically assaulted by Iowa State fans. Serious allegation, fucked up, et cetera, et cetera. But I think they also were frustrated because if if I'm right here. They felt Iowa did not take their concerns seriously. Wait, their own school didn't pay attention to it? I think that's right. I think they were pissed at Gary Barta. What the hell? Um now there's all this there's all this back and forth going on between like who knew what and who said what. Um Iowa State released a surveillance video <laughs> showing oh, that dear. showing like where the band left and basically zapruitering like, well, it'd be hard to interact with fans from where from this gate. Oh, God. So, like, the whole thing is a fucking mess. And on top of that, um, we've already had the 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 beer man dude had to apologize for bad tweets. Man, everything about this year's Iowa Iowa State game is just a fucking mess. Wait, who apologized for bad tweets? Everyone should, but who some did? some some rando guy who I think at game day was basically like, need money for more Bush Light. Got a bunch of money, said he was going to give it all to the Iowa Children's Hospital. Oh! 
But then somebody went and was like, "Hey, back in 2012 or something, you here's some here's some bad tweets from Facebook posts." <sighs> so he apologized. I think Budweiser formally disassociated themselves oh, with this man. Uh-huh. And in the same week, um, that's up there with being banned from Valdosta. I think Natty Natty Lights Spark like um, White Claw knockoff became the official sparkling beverage of Iowa State. It, everything mm-hmm. is a mess, man. Everything is a mess. That's, that's I wish it was the official beverage of the state of Iowa. But hey, they got game day. Yeah. And hey, and hey, the game took ten hours to complete. The game took ten hours, and the Lord did not want it to happen. Yeah, but Kirk Herbstreit wasn't allowed to leave the entire time, which is great. So now it might not. The, in all seriousness, Iowa, Iowa State, both sides are sort of like considering not playing this game going forward. Can't blame them. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I'm glad that this has launched. El Asico has now required a full multiple week investigation. And a De- decontamination <laughs> phase. And yeah, eventually yeah. on the Wikipedia page, there will be a section disavowal by Bushlight. <laughs> That's it. No more, no more hurtful thing for an Iowan than Bushlight formally casting you out of the kingdom. What am I supposed to, what am I supposed to build my utility shed with now? John Fick, you are excommunicado. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can go. You can go over there and drink ultra. No. It's very right. hydrating. Anyway, we're going to talk about some of the positive things, or at least interesting things, from this season to date. Should we just start with our most beloved, cherished son? The Joe one. Burrow? The one. The only. The ultimate. Jason's boy, who's finally made him proud. Well, you were proud anyway, but eh, I'm one eh. of those. I'm one of those hardcore football dads, you know, where it's like, am I proud? You're so gonna, you're going to ask the question, right? Yeah, it's it's up for you to constantly wonder, you know, until you're like 85, and then you're like, I did make him proud, you know, and you've been treating your kids the whole way, and guess what? They're awesome at football too. So. I think we can agree Joe Burrow is our September Heisman winner for this year, right? Like, I mean, the, the stats alone. Uh, the, really, the only other option would be Jalen Hurts, and everyone is bored, tired of Oklahoma. So you got you got you to pass the honor. So to sort of, I think, set the stage for uh, the discussion in this episode, uh, 16 minutes in, is <laughs> a look back at the past decade of Heisman, uh, September Heisman winners. And I'll try and keep this pretty brief. But, like, each one of these guys almost all of these guys we looked at them at the end of september like wow there's your heisman winner book it it's done the race G- is over Can't gino, imagine- gino smith yes he's dead center in this list so 2008 <laughs> sam bradford he does go on to win that's a rarity uh put up about a billion yards against tcu in cincinnati and washington uh a billion yards against 2008 washington that turned out to be pretty common 2009 case keenum doing his usual thing uh, beat Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. Houston's flying high. And he begins October by throwing 536 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a loss to UTEP. UTEP played football in those days. 2010, Denard Robinson put 500 yards up at Notre Dame for an undefeated Michigan. You are the September Heisman. 2011, this is my favorite one. It's Case Keenum again <laughs> in his 19th is, year of college football. Is he the, without, you know, too many spoilers, is he the only multiple september heisman winner yeah as far back as yeah as far back as i took this the archie no we'll just say forever for history we won't find another one i mean i haven't looked at archie's september who knows who knows how hard he started uh 2012 of course that is geno smith 2013 johnny manzel coming off an actual heisman i think this is the first time this has ever been done The, the man so monopolized headlines that even when he put up like 80 yards against rice it was still the talk of college football because he Gotten himself suspended for that. Uh, 2014, the other most September Heisman guy. Kenny Thrill Hill. Wow. Trill, excuse me. Yeah, AM should probably sponsor this trophy. Forgot the Houstonness. Uh 2015, Leonard Fournette, the Auburn Gifts. Book it. Hands down. Gonna win the Heisman. 2016, Lamar Jackson. He actually won. That's cool. Uh 2017, Saquon Barkley. People noticed all the big runs, and eventually they noticed there were no medium or small runs, just big runs. Uh, 2018, Tua, 
his, like looking at the numbers of his start, it is insane that someone ended up with a better season because it's not like Tua got bad. He just you know faced tougher ta- defenses, ta- got got off. a little hurt. Yeah, but his first six games, we did a post last year. You compare those his first six games to any six game combo by any previous Heisman quarterback, and Tua's were better. That's completely insane. That brings us to 2019. Joe Burrow hands down best quarterback in the country. Yeah, Joe. Greatest quarterback of all time, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, on case. pace, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so far, by the way, Joe Burrow, if you'll remember, having my favorite thing, the uh, inability to complete 50% of his, his passes, right? Which took him from joking people's Heisman favorite to, oh, no, he's actually going to win the real thing because this year, Joe Burrow's completion percentage, 80%. <laughs> he's, 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 he managed to improve, like, one person changing the way that they did things improved his completion percentage by like 30 percent he improved by an entire college josh allen have you seen that very um that very not not great movie lucy no the one the one where scarlett johansson is a robot or alien or something no she's not no she's a regular person but she gets some sort of like experimental drug that unlock it's one of those movies that's like Humans only use 15% of their brain. It was like, what if Limitless and Lisa Frank made a movie together? My favorite quote about that movie is she said, even I didn't understand it. Yep. That's, but that's Joe Burrow's season where you're just like, you can do all these things now. Why? Because we didn't have time for that exposition. Just accept it. (laughs) At least Joe Burrow got his Limitless, you know, season, his moment, the big turning point and something public that people could watch. Like, somebody out there is having a limitless moment as like a cobbler, right? Yeah. Like, damn, this guy can shoo! Look at him go! Sold that bitch! Wow! <laughs> Keep going. Somewhere out there, there is I a great... I want to hear more about that. Have you seen this dude shoo? The greatest cobbler of all time. <laughs> that said, if you are having a limitless month, please let us know. I would love to yeah. celebrate yeah. Pe- ordinary people having their Joe Burrow month. Like you could go limitless in like battle toads, which actually I would love. Yeah, to that's be a good skill, skills, man. That's just a uh, yeah. That's just a uh, a speedrunner ranking. Uh, I sh- I googled best shoe cobbler ever, and it appears this no one has made this post. So someone do that. <laughs> There's web traffic to be had. Yep. Um. So yeah, we're very proud of Joe Burrow and Jason right now. If you had to project where he will fall in terms of the end of the season, you know, is he, if we're, we're looking at a scale of, let's call it Lamar Jackson to mm, Kenny Hill. Sure. <laughs> probably. I would say uh, he probably won't like uh, transfer. Then Kenny Hill transfer shortly after that. That sounds mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say closer to Lamar than Kenny Hill. Okay. Okay. Today's episode of the Shutdown Fullcast is brought to you by Indochino, the made-to-measure menswear company that's making custom suits, shirts, chinos, and blazers more accessible to everyone. You know that thing where you see a coach at Media Days wearing some extremely goofy-looking pants that are somehow both billowy and snug, and you just wonder, are these clothes even made for a human body? They failed because they didn't go to Indochino, where you can customize everything. Color, fabric, lapel, buttons. You stop into a showroom or upload your measurements like I did, then they make it and they ship it to you in a couple weeks. The online measurement process is really thorough, too. And you can imagine your Batman getting fitted for a new Batsuit if you want. Make sure there's room for my beefy shoulders, Alfred. Start your style upgrade today with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com and enter shutdown at checkout, and you'll get free shipping too. That's an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. That's Indochino.com, promo code S-H-U-T-D-O-W-N, for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. Stop being a sad coach explaining why his team will rebound from a 3-9 and nine record and start being Batman, but in chinos and a blazer. Wait, that's Bruce Wayne. Be Bruce Wayne! You know T-Mobile has always been shaking up the industry. Like right now... 
They're going to let you try their stronger, faster, more reliable service before you buy it. As in, on your own phone, with your own number. <laughs> That's crazy, right? But T-Mobile does their own thing. Right now, you can test drive the T-Mobile network free for 30 days or 30 gigabytes of data without switching carriers. But fair warning, you're going to want to switch because T-Mobile has been relentlessly expanding coverage with its low band 600 megahertz spectrum. More towers, more engineers, and more coverage than ever before. So you can go even more places and T-Mobile's right there with you. <laughs> it's no joke. If you haven't tried T-Mobile lately, you haven't tried T-Mobile. So try it. Go to tmobile.com slash test drive. Use your own phone, your own number, all your apps, everything. Check it out free for 30 days or 30 gigabytes of data at t-mobile.com slash test drive. Test drive for 30 days or 30 gigabytes. You may need to upgrade your device when you switch to get full coverage. Speaking of, are we going to remember the Derek King Yeah, thing? Kenny Hill transferred to TCU. Are we going to remember the Derek King thing from this September? I mm. still haven't figured it out because he's okay. like, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to take the season off. Not transferring, though. And it's like, are you, are you hurt? Like, I don't think anyone knows what's going on. Just so. going to just gonna cryogenically freeze myself. Hypersleep time. See you in 2020. Like, is Houston just simming to 2020? I think so. Yes, I think that is very much what's happening. Like, if they just come out and say that, then I'm like, okay. Like, no, I, 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 I think that. I think if Dana could get away with it, he'd just be like, yeah, we forfeit the rest. We'll see you next year. <laughs> like, is is he just going to go on Instagram and get around the world ticket and just, you know, be a traveling influencer for the year? Right. I'm Derek King. And this this is Tonga. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Welcome. Like, I would love to see that. Like, what if Derek King just was like, man, I just wanted to travel. Football is kind of boring. Need to recharge. What if he is a travel Instagram influencer, but only in the Houston metro area? Sure. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> it's like I've traveled to the exotic Highlands region. We're over in. <laughs> I plan on climbing the highest peak in Houston. <laughs> an overpass. <laughs> I think I need a visa, but once that's approved, I will be taking myself to Sugarland. I think it's a really great uh, illustration of how great it is to be a college student in general and how like shitty it is day to day to be a college student who's also an elite athlete wait you mean i can be an elite athlete without being on the football team and still be a college student awesome it's probably the only good part about the college college athletes not getting paid is you can do this and nobody can be like but but we we're taking back your signing bonus <laughs> Yeah, like Melvin Gordon Not supposed held to out. say that out loud. Oh. Mel Melvin Gordon held out, ended up being fruitless, lost a bunch of money in fines and in uncollected game checks. Didn't work out at all. Derek King can hold out for the rest of the season. And like, what? Oh, how many game checks you can take? Cool. <laughs> They're gonna take back that knowledge, Ryan. Yeah, that's what it's, that's what's gonna happen. I mean, maybe it's just he said he wanted to maximize his time at the University of Houston. Want to get that doctorate? I don't know. Whatever, when? Man. When we eventually pay players, you know that the people who will be most tyrannical are the coaches with the smallest payrolls, right? Like that the coach at the coach at Alabama, the coach at Alabama will eventually have to balance a pretty deep payroll, right? With people who make stuff who make, you know, sums that are pretty comparable across the board, so it's going to be hard to sort of balance all of those, but the people who will be the most tyrannical will be the people at like Temple right or the people at boise state they'll be the ones who are like you don't make 250 dollars a game to loaf son yeah you, ULM, ulm scraping scraping yeah. dimes together yeah yeah it's gonna be great <laughs> definitely not already tired thinking about it <laughs> you just just some some coach assaulting a kid over like oh you know, and oh. just twitter users being like he makes 37 grand and I, I apparently in this scenario, no one pointing out the NCAA is still clearing a billion a year. I oh. mean, listen, the financials are pretty upside down for the NFL Players Association vis-a-vis -vis the NFL as well. And people are still willing to tell you what overpaid, spoiled babies NFL yeah, players are. Yeah, that's true. That's so. true. I think, I, I think ULM's, ULM's kicker should, should only get 14 credit hours. 
I want a situ. I want two situations to happen. One, I want a situation where the ULM kicker making twenty two grand legitimately calls someone in the stands broke boy. <laughs> right. The whole I'm, section. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't speak broke. <laughs> Flexing on the entire student. It's like fl- flexing. Like he's like, I got 32 grand now. That's fuck you money. Because it like 20, that is kind of fuck you money, right? Like, I don't know. I saved up like eight grand. I thought I'd just chill for a minute. I'm good. I think I'm on retire. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I want is for football to do this first so that basketball can see the sums involved and then go, shh, no, we all make more money right now. Stop. <laughs> don't just like like Calipari is going to be like I don't know about that. I can't. Yeah, Calipari just openly stumping for his players. I can't have my guys out here taking pay cuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he makes listen. He's got a family to support, and he already makes six hundred grand. That's a cruelty. You can't do that to my player. He says, coughing up hundreds. <laughs> just, I love Calipari so much. Like, I like Kentucky fans because they don't even get mad about that. They're like, hey, man, listen, he's a job creator. He's a provider. That <laughs> the man puts food on the table. Honest man in college sports. <laughs> and like, and like, yeah, you wouldn't like, I would like, would you trust him? No. Is he going to get me paid? Absolutely. Um, can I, can I give out a few assies of my own? It's sure. assy time. So um, because I'm a broken person. Uh, I went through and I found the wins with a heavy what the fuck attached to them from so far in this college football season. And you'll see what I mean uh, with this first example. This is the team. I Now, for this one, I did go power five. There was a group of five teams, San Diego State, that I could have pulled instead, but that just seemed unnecessary. Uh, this is the game with the worst yards per play on offense in a win. It's a power five team. Does anybody want to guess which? I'll even tell you it's an ACC team. Does anybody want to guess which team this is? Miami. Nope. Wow. Answer is Georgia Tech. Whoa. In their, in, in their 14, oh, right. They have a win. In their 14-10 win over USF. Um, they averaged 3.7 yards per play in this win on offense. USF, the team they beat, a full yard ahead of them at 4.7. How did this happen? Six of Georgia Tech's 21 first downs came by way of penalty. Um, In the second half of this game, Georgia Tech scored both their their touchdowns in the first half. They did not get inside the USF 40. So this gets the assy for most most beleaguered offense in a victory. Um, A very different assy. This one goes for most turnovers in a win. I think... Any of you, all I know, all three of you remember this game, but I'm not sure if you can identify it without any clues. But I'll, let's see, who do you think has the most turnovers in a win? This is not a Power Five school. I hope it's Hawaii. It mm. is Hawaii. Yeah, I was just, I was gonna go, I was gonna go that based off Cole McDonald alone. Uh, yeah, it's the Hawaii, it's the opening game for Hawaii, Hawaii, Arizona, a game in which Hawaii had six turnovers. That's the most by any FBS team in a win this year. Uh, nobody else even has five in a win. There are a few teams with four. Um, I did not remember exactly like how stupid this game was. Hawaii in this game, 3 of 11 on third down. Mm. Arizona won the turnover battle by four. And, <laughs> and scored touchdowns on scored touchdowns, mind you, on four of the six turnovers that Hawaii committed. And Hawaii still won this game 45-38. I'm so proud of them for for to turn the ball over six times and give up a bunch of touchdowns because of those turnovers and still win over a Pac-12 team when you are not a Power 5 team. That's fucking beautiful. By a yard. That's like you have to always have the context yep. there of yep. they won it by a yard. By a because, single yard. Yes, by a guy who by the who ran, I believe, 40 yards to make that tackle. Yes. A, a defensive lineman. lineman. Yeah. Uh, most penalties in a win. Y'all are not going to guess this one, and that's okay. Uh, this is Louisiana 45, Ohio 25, a recent game. In this game, the Raging Cajuns had 16 penalties for 161 yards. 
So far this season, there are 13 teams that have played at least three games that have not, in total, reached 16 penalties. There are 32 teams that have played at least three games that don't have 161 yards in penalty yardage. The best part was how it happened. They had two penalties in the first quarter, four in the second, four in the third, and then six penalties accepted in the fourth quarter. Just beautiful. Like Very strong. Other than that, Louisiana won this game pretty easily on every other metric. They won the turnover battle, yards per play they were better, blah, 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 blah. But 16 penalties and a win, that's just like, that should not be ignored. And I didn't. I didn't ignore it. Uh, my last assy is for most yards per play allowed in a win. I'm going to let y'all get, I don't think y'all will get this, but I will let you guess. Most yards allowed in most a win. most yards per play allowed in a win. <sighs> Can be somebody's throwing haymakers and missing. I'm gonna guess it involves Vanderbilt. Mm, I'm gonna guess it involves. Has Vanderbilt won a game yet? I think they beat a FCS team. I don't know. I don't know if they've got a win. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna throw a wild at Texas. Uh no, it's Southern Miss. UCLA is in second place with that Wazoo game. Um. <sighs> So UCLA in the Wazoo game, they did a, that is the most total yards allowed. It is not the most yards per play. They allowed 8.8 yards per play. Southern Miss 47, Troy 42. Troy had 8.9 yards per play and lost. Um, this is in part because as bad as Southern Miss was on defense in this game, Troy was pretty much just as bad. Troy uh, averaged 11.7 yards per passing attempt. Southern Miss, 13.8. In this game, Troy had scoring drives of 93, 97, 80, and 77 yards. (laughs) (laughs) But Southern Miss Miss still won by five, and it counts. (laughs) And I I say this mostly to illustrate that I am probably guilty of this more than anybody else on this podcast. We'll get to the part of the year where we start doing previews, and to do that, we start looking at how a team did last year. And normally, I would just gloss over this and say, like, okay, well, how did Southern Miss look last year? Who'd they beat? Okay, they beat Troy in a close game. Cool. But I want to remember that they didn't just beat Troy in a close game. They beat Troy while allowing nearly nine yards of play. I want to hold that close to my heart. And those are my assies for this point in the year. That's special. Little mementos. Mm-hmm. I think we got to get the Georgia Tech's penalty-based offense matched up against ULL, UL Lafayette, Louisiana, Lafayette, Louisiana. <laughs> All yeah, of them. That, that would be perfect. Yeah. Jason, uh, do you, Jason, you have a special a special mention. Well, um, here's a quick one. I want to give out the September Bryce Love to the player who has just peeled off the most um, big, just big explosions. Antonio Gandy Golden, an awesome name of Liberty. Uh, it's, it's so there's one good thing about Liberty leads the nation in 20 yard plays and 50 yard plays and has two 60 yarders. Uh, also, Liberty is the academic equal of Bryce Love's alma mater. Bryce Love's alma mater. So there's that. This shutdown fullcast is sponsored by my favorite collegiate apparel provider, Homefield Apparel. We've told you they only use the highest quality fabrics, so you enjoy maximum comfort. We've reminded you that they go through college archives and old yearbooks to find logos and designs you can't find elsewhere. We've told you that they're adding schools all the time. You pestered them for UCF looks. Boom! They got UCF looks. Here's what we haven't told you. Think of the person you're closest to emotionally. Picture them in your mind. That person, they would love a fine sweatshirt or t-shirt from Homefield. I have seen into their very thoughts, and I know this to be true. I'm sensing someone called, mm, I'm getting an Edward in your life. Edward wants this Eastern Michigan crew neck with this slick-looking green script E on it. And Homefield can give it to you. And then you can give it to Edward. And we can give you 20% off your first purchase. You go to homefieldapparel.com and use the code FULLCAST. Now, even if he hasn't said anything, Edward is going to be pleased as punch. When you go to homefieldapparel.com, use that promo code FULLCAST to get 20% off your first purchase. Get him this dope-looking Eastern Michigan sweatshirt. Maybe get something for yourself as well. 
All your dreams are coming true, and you and Edward are closer than ever. You're welcome. Hey, this is Sean Ramos for my host Vox's Daily News Podcast Today Explained. Remember last week? You probably don't. There's so much news this week, and we are covering that news on Today Explained. But I want to talk about last week for a second to give you a sense of what our show does. We started the week with an episode called How Do You Remove an Egg from an Omelette? I'll give you three guesses what that one's about. Yeah, it's about Brexit. Later in the week, we talked about the Israeli election. We talked about the 51st state. D.C. last week got to take its call for statehood to Congress for the first time in a very long time. And I actually got to speak with Representative Eleanor Holmes Norton about her case for statehood. We ended the week with a hugely important and relevant to you no matter where you are episode on what's being done with our recyclables. And the answer was sadly, some of it is being burned. Today Explained, listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, Spencer, are we t- is it time to talk about total tackles? It's time to talk about it's time to talk about the monster what lives out west. <laughs> the the bear who'll just put his put his paws on you and drag you down. Yeah, you know the bear who'll frankly, according to the stats and the game tape, he'll show up just to drag anyone down, right? So if there's if there's another bear taking something down, he'll show up just to clean up. Just to be like, "Hey brother, there you go. It's a good-looking deer." <laughs> Thought I might get your lunch to you a little bit quicker. All right, have a good one. Yeah, that's because um, that's because Cal, as it stands, and I say that because if you know Cal football, you have to say at this moment, because it's not like Cal will stay four and zero. No, but by definition, they can't. Right, they do have to play other games. I agree. They, no, they could do the Houston thing. That's yeah, true. we're taking the year off, we're Simmons. <laughs> What are you doing? And that would be a very Cal thing to do, to be like, 4-0? Good enough for me, bro. Thank you. Life, life's about adding, life's about asking for just enough. Here's you know what, what? Here's what you do, Cal. Stop playing after this. Demand a playoff spot. You're undefeated. <laughs> You're undefeated in power conference. And you know what? In the Pac-12, it might be the soundest strategy, right? It really might to just go, hey, we're undefeated. Yeah, but you stop playing after, yeah. the, after game four. Yeah, because we saw what Utah did. Yeah, learned. imagine how healthy we are now. We're playoff shape. That's right. Yeah, low mileage, baby. Come on. Life's about management, all right? How many people do four things all year? Think about it. Yeah, this is like when, you know, a good NBA team shuts down stars at the end of the year. Yeah. To and rest them for the playoffs. So yep, kind Cal of- is just like a good NBA team. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cal's more like the uh, Detroit Pistons from any <laughs> year, really. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like the old Pistons or the old, like, bully Knicks. Right? That's a good way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> they really are. You're like, hey, do you like scoring? Cool, cool. Instead, Charles you can watch Oakley this. Here. <laughs> you should. You 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 know, there's other things to watch. <laughs> Meet linebacker Ben Wallace. So yeah, so uh, so Evan Weaver's kind of our Bill Ambeer. Yeah, Evan yeah. Weaver is definitely the big the big bear, the guy who the guy who will you know just out there wrapping him up, even if he's not going to take him home. Right, Evan Weaver, lineman, uh, for total tackles. Okay, this is this is both solo and assists. All right, uh, to this point, Evan Weaver has sixty three total. Okay, and that's an astonishing stat because number two, number two has forty seven at this point, a full sixteen tackles between them, like standard deviations above everyone else against old miss in the 28 20 victory by the bears over old miss which yeah take that speaking of taking things to the bank hey beating an sec team at home on the road that's what we did which sec team we beat an sec team on the road that's one and oh one and oh y'all <laughs> was it was it a very uh a very it scary was an, environment it was an sec town <laughs> it was an sec it was very moist it was humid and very warm. Don't sleep on that part. Can we um can we talk about um what Evan Weaver said after this game? Uh, please. 
Okay. So in the post game, I believe uh, after the game, a reporter's asking him like, "What was the uh, what was the message to the defense at halftime?" Um, and he said. I mean, there wasn't really a message. I'm just going to say it. He's not the greatest quarterback in the world. <laughs> he obvi- so he talked trash to us. He obviously can't put his money where his mouth is. We shut him up good. That's Matt. I mean, that referring to Ole Miss quarterback, Matt, um, is he Corral or Coral? Sure. I have yeah. no idea. But I don't think we need to worry about I'm I'm not going to watch enough Ole Miss football for that yeah. to be anything. <laughs> this will yeah. be the last time we discuss their team. <laughs> Mac, he's like the he's like the Xerox copy of Chad Kelly. You know, Chad Kelly was <laughs> mimeographed. Chad yeah, Kelly. he was, he was like a fascinating he was a fascinating quarterback with astonishing talent who kind of made things happen and talked shit. And Matt Corral kind of does that without without the beating Alabama part. I also liked um, Evan Weaser, Weaver also said. Evan Weaser would be an entirely different problem. He said, they're from the SEC. They think they can bring it to anyone. We woke up at 3 a.m. our time this morning. We could have played at 1 a.m., 4 a.m., 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Devastating. Anywhere Gallo, you go. I was always awake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Evan Weaver, man. He's the bear who's He's the bear who makes every dumpster unsafe at every hour. Cause he's gonna tackle it. Yeah, get you, into it. You have to hang your you have to uh, hang your food up high because Evan Weaver will take it at three a.m. I I like it because this in true bear fashion, this is the part of the year where Evan Weaver's like got to get as many tackles as I can, got to make it through the long winter. <laughs> That's fat. true. That's how football works. About there won't be so... many chances to tackle people in January. About to get so for Cal. Get so sleepy. Fill that so, me. Total tackles is like my favorite stat because it's really close to meaningless. Like we're using it here, you know, Evan Weaver, clearly a good player. This is not to trash him at all. Like once you're so far oh no, ahead we of love everyone him. else, you're clearly accomplishing something. But like you look back through the leaders in total tackles from any particular year and you're like, who? Who? Right? Like you go back through raw passing yards. That sounds like total bullshit. Like you, you should go by passer rating. You should go by yards. Like the the passer rating, the the raw passing yards leaders over the last decade. It's like suddenly they're all NFL starters. Gardner Minshew is an NFL starter, right? Like Case Keenum is on seven NFL rosters at any given point. But like you could do that with rushing yards, receiving yards. Like these are not the best numbers, and you shouldn't go by just numbers. Blah blah blah. But those guys get drafted. Whereas here are the the last. Uh, 10 total tackles leaders. Let's see. One, two, three, four guys were undrafted and never played in the NFL. One converted to fullback and is still in the league. A seventh rounder, Scooby Wright, is an Arizona Hotshots legend and I think on the Pats roster now, of course. Shocks no one. Uh, Two were fifth rounders and NFL backups. The one left over, the one hot album every 10 years average is Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley, the only exception to the racking up tons and tons and tons of tackles rule doesn't really mean anything um and the thing about him is he did it two years in a row with like complete dominance being good at everything about football like with him it wasn't just you know it's a big number it was actually exemplary of his skills as a football player meanwhile on the other side last decade the first linebacker drafted off the board uh the only one of them to even rank in the top 30 in total track tackles in his last year's college football was luke keekley most of the time, the best linebacker, according to the NFL draft, didn't even rank in the top 100 in total tackles. Like, total tackle, this, like, it's a hilarious stat for this reason. Because, like, you have to do something with the number. And if it's huge, like Evan Weavers, you have to appreciate it, you know? But, like, it's perfect because it means so very little. I think my favorite thing about his is usually if you lead the country in total tackles, that means you're a linebacker for a defense that doesn't get off the field. But Cal's defense is great. So right. like, but because think, but because of their offense, they don't really get off the field. Right, they are they're no. always <laughs> back on the field. <laughs> it's a it's it's a high performance defense, and by that I mean there's a high percentage of the time that they are performing on the field. They got a tempo defense. I also like that to this point in the season, he is likelier to keep up his pace. Uh, than some of his high-volume tackle peers because they play for actual bad teams that probably won't make bowl games. There's a lot of those in there. He also has a track record. He was number seven in tackles per game last year. So Evan Weaver, I let's let's say fifth rounder, 
will see some time in the NFL. How about that? I wasn't Great. joking about him being like like the the point guard of Bears, right? Distributing evenly against Old Miss, took eleven tackles for himself and had eleven assists. Perfectly balanced. It's nice. It is, is also a point guard line. Like it is also extremely great to go beat Ole Miss in Oxford and then talk about it, but uh, talk a bunch of shit about how Ole Miss isn't that good at football. Like, Specifically to talk shit about another player. Yeah, I like right? it for two reasons because it's not like Ole Miss fans are ever going to go to Berkeley to come find you. Right. right. <laughs> the other is Matt Corral. Corral is from California, and yep. yeah, so there's that. He doesn't even. He doesn't even look good in a fitted. Oh <laughs> damn. <laughs> Damn. He has bad taste in energy drinks. Oh! That dude can't skateboard. No, he can't even ollie. Cal, by the way, side note, they beat UC Davis by two scores on August 31st. And then one games against Washington. Washington by one point. Oh, yeah. It's a real good team. That's understandable. Close game, 2019. Then they beat North Texas by six. And then they beat Old Miss, a bad football team. It's like Old Miss's branding. Old Miss, comma, a bad football team. I, be- I, I know that we're not really doing like previews and stuff anymore. I am going to watch Arizona State Cal, a, <laughs> a 10.30 Friday night game, <laughs> just to see how, how like locked in the mud we can get. Because, man... <laughs> This 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 fucker has nine to four written all over it. Let's do it. <laughs> like, how much caffeine are you doing here? Oh, God, I might I might have to like, I might have to start using cocaine. That's a fucking Northwestern Michigan State kicking off damn near midnight. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm steering the other way and Hell seeing yeah, if I could come it. out the other side. We're gonna do you know get some promethazine going. <laughs> Just- I'm the only person who'll be watching this and thinking, "Oh, this is fast." I am. I am <laughs> incredible. Most, I am. I. I recognize this will not happen. I really want us to get into November with a still undefeated Cal, who at that point will have beaten. If they get that far, they will have beaten Washington, Oregon, and Utah. And if they've beaten those three teams going into November, it's kind of hard to make a case for why they wouldn't just finish these year undefeated. I honestly don't know what we would do. As a society, with this Cal team undefeated, and and being able to say things like, "Yeah, we beat we beat all the top teams in the Pac-12, and we beat Old Miss. They're not great, but they're uh, you know a Power Five opponent. Beat them in a sure road game. Like, I don't. I, I, what would we do? So I, I think uh, my favorite part of it would be SEC fans trying to reconcile. Like, yeah, they play <laughs> they play big boy defense with. They are one and zero against the SEC yeah, with yeah. Ugh, West Coasters. Yep, there'd be a lot going on in the SEC fans' brain. Yep, yep. Like I've I had a good time looking through records at this point and going, "Hey, which teams would be an appalling challenge to the playoff system and a waste of a slot? Who yet? Who we could? <laughs> who we could? You know, still comfortably say no, right? Like for instance, at this point." If Cal wins and they were undefeated and they were Pac-12 champs, based on the last five to ten years of Pac-12 performance, they might tell them no. It might just be they would not. No. They would not tell them no. That's not true. Just no. Just no. How about Cal Wisconsin Rose Bowl? Wow. <laughs> I hope the Rose Bowl, the Rose Parade theme that year, is, is like something really like throwbacky. <laughs> If we have a Cal Wisconsin Rose Bowl, we should force like twenty Michigan fans to go and watch the whole thing. <laughs> I think watch I would, it, uh, man. I'd go. That'd be a, that's going to be eleven five. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'll be something special. And you know what? One of those coaches will win, and they'll have one more Rose Bowl win than Bo Schembechler. And after an hour and forty seven minutes, the Rose Bowl <laughs> is over. <laughs> All of the people who just watch for the parade think, finally. Yeah, Finally, they, they, they get the this right. shorter than the parade. <laughs> yeah. How long Finally. is the parade? I don't know. The parade is, it doesn't matter how long it is. It's way more popular than the game. Yeah. <laughs> like Garden like garden Nation turns out hard for the Rose oh, yeah. Parade. You know, nobody wants to volunteer for the game. But for the parade, they have like armies of people ready to go who are like, yeah, man, show me flowers on wheels. This is why we gotta hope the um, the academic scandal never touches the tournament of roses. 
parade because that's where things would be like, oh my God, the corruption really goes. Nobody cares that USC is involved yeah. in a scandal. If the Rose Parade, be like that people were bribing their way into, oh Jesus. <laughs> other other teams that are currently undefeated that I believe would be an absolute horror and a, choi- a choice for a playoff committee with nose held firmly, Virginia. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That, it, now, the one thing that they can do with Virginia is because they just won the basketball title, the TV networks can be like, well, all right, we can play that. We can sort of piggyback that mm. and make it like Virginia the, – the, the elite academic athletic blah blah you like they can do they can work with that it's not ideal but they can fortunately that was but a ruse to get you to strike down my dummy the bait of UVA and reveal the real <laughs> monster behind it from the ACC and that's an undefeated four no wake forest yep the smallest fan base in college football Cle- ACC champions somehow beating Clemson and going to the playoff and saying. Oh, we have a spot, don't we? Wow. Um, the playoff, the ticket allotment is what? Ooh, geez. Um, 500. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Let's do a uh, Wake Forest Memphis semifinal game. If everyone calls their grandma, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could do We could. Wake Forest would be the only team in the playoff where they would go, so you guys need a bus. All right. For the record, if and there's another bus. if there's a Wake Forest, if Wake Forest makes the playoff, we will attend. We'll figure out a way to do like a group trip to that, right? So, like, it, what is what is the stat about like living Wake Forest alumni? Like, could they even fill half of the Peach Bowl? No. Like, if all of them went, I don't think it's much more than two hundred thousand. Like, it can't be that many. Total. It's a very like ever including dead people. Yeah, like I think total. Okay, I don't. I just don't think there. If that all many the people. Wake Forest alumni rise from the graves and the crypts, that would be pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, Peach Bowl full of dead demons. The demon deacons powers dead demon revealed. Deacons. Yeah. All right, I'm on board. Uh, what else did we have here? Oh, one. Uh, one other very fun stat. Uh. defensive players are very difficult to quantify with uh, conventional statistics. Interceptions is another one that like, it's fun to look at and it's fun to gawk at, but like don't put too much stock in it. Usually Um, similar to tackles. And I think tackles for loss is pretty useful, but so like this dude has, this dude gets his hands on a lot of passes. Maybe he's really great defensive back or maybe he just gets thrown back, thrown at all the time. Right. Um, so like how most I think most media people handle like, oh, shit, I got to vote for an All-America for All-America defensive backs. I only know of one is like you just sort of look at their stats, add them all up. Whoever has the biggest number in a power conference. Yeah, that guy, that guy. Um, this year's September interceptions leader in the power five is an actually very cool player. Arizona's Jace Whitaker, who missed all of his senior year due to two back to back injuries, but stayed fully engaged, became like. A sort of like a junior cornerbacks coach um, came back as a redshirt senior. He was going to start at corner one day before the opener. They say, "Hey, you, you should you should take a few practice reps at safety just in case." Guess what happens in the opener against Hawaii? <laughs> he has to play safety. He gets two interceptions as a safety, and they're like, "Huh, okay, that's good to know." So they move him back to his regular position, and then two weeks later, move him back to safety again. So they just they, they constantly move him, even during games. Uh, that really doesn't have much to do with him leading the uh, Power Five in interceptions, but I will say I hope he keeps it up and has that to show for all of his very versatile labors. What you're describing is a situation that makes me think everything's fine in Arizona. <laughs> the only good thing is the guy who will play any position on a moment's notice, yes. Hi. It's John Gennaro, executive producer of SB Nation's team podcast. The NFL season is finally here, and if you're anything like me, you're looking for a podcast that covers your team so you can get caught up on all the relevant news and opinions on your way to work or school. SB Nation has got you covered. We've created 32 NFL podcasts, one for each team's fan base, hosted by fans of that team. If you're looking for a deeper, funnier, nerdier, and more authentic podcast experience than anywhere else, 
you'll want to check it out. Not every NFL fan is the same, and SB Nation is here for the ones that want to hear about their team. Subscribe today and you'll get new episodes for news, game previews and recaps, in-depth analysis, and more. Find the podcast for your favorite football team at SBNation.com slash NFL podcast. That's SBNation.com slash NFL podcast.